0: Welcome, everybody, this morning. And uh, we appreciate the great crowd we have. <clears throat> Excuse me. We appreciate our children singing for us this morning, and uh, their happy, smiling faces. Uh, just good to see them here this morning. Uh, just, it's wonderful to see this many people on Sunday school. We've had some really good crowds lately, and uh, I personally appreciate it. And it'll help the church. Uh, I'd, I'd love for even more more people to be here this morning, but. Uh, our crowd's been really good, and I appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to having a great day in the Lord. and uh, uh, Just pray for Sunday school. If we could all learn a little bit. And, uh, and as we come into service, just purpose in our hearts to do what the Lord has us to this morning. We'll have what he has in store for us. And I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of great things. That we all just follow it. But I'm going to ask Brother Jay to dismiss Sunday school. to be in, good to be in the Lord's house this morning and uh, that last song the kids sang I, I love that song it's it's a, a little kid's song you might say but it fits me right to a T, Jesus loved me and still does and uh, there's a scripture I wanted to try to quote, I don't know if I get it right or not before I start in the uh, 29th chapter of the book of Jeremiah the 11th verse said I know the uh, the thoughts that I think of you saith the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end and God God's thinking good thoughts he loves us. Jesus loved us, and God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that I could have life. And uh, there's another scripture, and, and our lesson this morning is in the eighth chapter of the book of Job. But there's another scripture said, uh, "All things, all things, work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose." All things. That didn't say all good things. That said all things. Even even the bad things that God allows, and and whatever happens in my life, God has to allow it. If 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 Satan's giving me a hard time, God allows that to happen for some reason or other. And uh, uh, and it ain't maybe sometimes it ain't for us to understand. Sometimes. And Job, Job is one of my heroes in the Bible. Uh, The Bible, you you all know the story of Job. Uh, He was a he was a real rich man, uh, and uh, he had ten kids, seven sons and three daughters, and uh, he lost all of his riches all of his cattle and his servants and whatever everything he had he lost it his his 10 kids got killed and uh how many of us if all those things would happen to me what would my reaction have been would i said lord you ain't treating me right possibility this, this guy right here has some oddball thoughts sometimes. And, uh, but the Bible said that in all of these things, Job didn't charge God foolishly. And uh, to, for me to say, why me, Lord, is charging God foolishly. Because why not me? I heard somebody preach that one time. Why not me? But we, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And when I come to Jesus, in 19, I tell my experience more than anybody, I've, probably, but when I come to Jesus in 1956, I gave him my life. Now, he already owned it. It was already his. But I, I just turned it, what I had control of, I say it that way, I turned it over to him. And, uh, and I've, I, I don't know how many times since then I've said, here I am, Lord. Uh, I'm yours. Use me. And uh, so God, I belong to God, both soul and body. Now, my soul's been saved and it's sealed till the day of redemption. This thing right here, I've still got control over it. But it's in my power... He made us a priest and a king unto God. It's in my power to yield this thing to the will of God. I can crucify this guy and, and keep him where God wants him if, if I want to. If, if somebody says, and I've heard this said, I just, I just can't live like that. Uh, and I'm not, it's not easy. I want everybody to get that point. It's not easy you could it's hard it's hard for this fellow to lay aside all the weights and sins that God wants us to so that we can live for him but we can do it by the help of the Lord. now did you ever I'll give you for instance, did you ever have Satan tempt you for something, and you just kept arguing with him, arguing with him, and pretty soon you went ahead and done whatever it was he was tempting you with? It'll happen every time if you try to argue with him. Now God wants you to refuse him, but He also wants you to look up to Him, say, "Father, I need a little help." And I, I couldn't tell you in it, in. It, it, I've been saved a long time and I've, I've had to do that I couldn't I couldn't number the number of times. It'd take it take a, a computer or a, something to, to figure it out if I could remember every one of them. but it, I, I never have in 60 some years that I've been saved. I never have went to the Lord, said, Lord, I need some help, that he wasn't right there. And there's been a lot of times that he's seen I needed some help before I even asked him and he was right there. Times I've been wrong. He was right here telling me that I was his and I had no business doing whatever I was doing. So he's, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Now, Job had all these problems, yet he didn't charge God foolishly. But now Job, Job did say something on the order that it, he wished he hadn't been born. He was in that bad a shape. And it, it would sound like it if you listened to everything that happened to him. If just one of my kids died, it'd tear me up bad. And he had ten of them died. So you you can figure where Job was at. His wife even told him, said, now, why don't you just curse God and die? And he he told her, said, you speak as a foolish woman. The Lord maketh and the Lord taketh away and blessed be the name of the Lord. And uh, so... Now we get down to the lesson. His, his three friends come to comfort him. And they seen him afar off and didn't recognize him. And they sat, they sat down with him and looked at him for seven days and never said a word. They were, they were in such shock to the sorry shape that Job was in. But when they did start talking, they started accusing him. You, you got to have done something awful bad to be, for God to let you get in this kind of shape. And I, I can remember back when I was young. I ain't heard this in a long time. But back when I was young, I used to hear that pretty regular. I, people say, wonder what that feller done. He's in that kind of shape. I've heard that several times and if and I'll, I'll throw this in for what it's worth now God does chastise us for our our sins but if if somebody's having a problem and God's using that for a chastisement it ain't none of my business that's between them and God but uh i can't I can't go around saying you've sinned because you're in you've got cancer or you're you got this or that or the other, or you, you got your neck broke or whatever. I can't I can't say you you must have sinned. The Bible said we've all sinned, and whatever comes our way, we deserve it, whether we think so or not. But anyway, uh, that's where these were these men were at. They everyone started accusing Job. And instead of Instead of helping him, more like they had their foot on him, trying to push him on down. Make uh, let's, let's read this lesson in the 8th chapter. The first verse said, Then answered Bildad the Shuhite and said, How long wilt thou speak these things? And how long shall the words of thy mouth be like a strong wind? And uh, Job said, uh Job was was trying to he, he kind of trying to justify himself he, in 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 a manner I mean he wasn't saying he didn't deserve anything he 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 was saying he he uh, he lived right best he could now, I, you can't go through all of that but uh, he, he was he trusted God and even in all these problems he was still trusting God if you in the uh, 19th chapter of the book of Job and this was after all these things that happened to him that he said this He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand upon the earth in the latter day. Job had a hope. And in the 14th chapter, he said, if a man die, will he live again? Then he said, yeah, all my uh, days will I, I wait till my change come. He was looking for the resurrection. Had the same hope. And uh, that was already his Redeemer. He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But anyway, so Bildad was saying, now you you got to be lying or you're telling it wrong or something. Uh, you got to have done something bad. And uh, more or less, why don't you confess or repent? and he did say that in a place down here doth God pervert judgment or doth the Almighty pervert justice and uh, God don't do anything out of line he's a just God and if if he judges me worthy of a blessing or of a curse, he's just in doing that. Uh, the, you go back in Deuteronomy and it talks talking about the law, but they that do the law get a blessing, and they that don't do it, it'll get a, be cursed. And I, I didn't quote that exactly right, but uh, God God will bless us if we if we do our our part. If I try to live right, now, it ain't every time that I come to church that I've got a testimony. Actually, not very often anymore, but uh, it ain't every time I come that I've got a testimony. But I ought to come ready every time I come to church. I ought to be ready. The Bible said be ready always. To give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you. In other words, if if somebody wants to know how come you how come you go to church, I can tell them about that time in 1956 when God spoke peace to my soul. And that peace has been there ever since. That peace that God was talking about in Jeremiah, He put down in here and I've got an expected end. One of these days, this... This carcass you look at is going to lay down and die, but the soul that's down in here is going to home to be with God forever. And on the resurrection, on the resurrection, I'll be coming back with him. If time stands till I'm out I'm gone, I'll be coming back with him to be united with a body that'll come right out of this one. I don't understand all about that, don't know all about it, but it's going to happen. The dead in Christ will arise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. If you've got that hope in Jesus, if God's give you that peace, you've got that hope, and one of these days, we're going home together. The whole, the whole family of God is going to move into his house in heaven. A lot about that I don't understand, but it's going to happen. So, whatever happens to us here is kind of, I mean, it bothers us now, but it's kind of insignificant. I mean, we just got a man born a woman's few days and full of trouble. Job said that. So we just got a few days to be here. And, uh, and God's going to send for us. If, if the time my time to die comes before Jesus comes, he's going to send, he, he's going to tell the angels to bring me home. Sometimes I, I started to say send the angels. He don't have to send them. The Bible said the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. So them angels are, are all around. You remember when Elisha was telling the king about what, what the enemy was doing. And the enemy sent his soldiers after Elisha. He woke up in the morning. His servant looked out and said, Alas my master, how shall we do? And uh, Elisha said, Lord, open the young man's eyes. And he looked and the hills were full of chariots of fire and angels. He said, there's more for us than there is against us. Surrounded by a great host of angels. And every one of God's people, those angels are looking after us. And one of these days, they'll take us home. Anyway, how long will you speak these things? Job was saying, I'm I'm not guilty, more or less. Now, we know that everybody sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the, the start of the book of Job, God told Satan. Now, God was testifying about Job. He said, have you considered my servant Job a perfect and an upright man? Job was perfect in his soul, and he lived right. Now, I believe I believe we've got a lot of people just like that here in this church. All of us have been saved perfect down in here. And I believe there's a lot of people here that try their best to live right. But Job, Job was a good man. He was a man of God. And uh, he he couldn't he couldn't really understand himself what was going on, and and we get that way a lot of times. When trouble comes, uh, the girls used to sing a song like that. Trouble comes and I can't find an answer, and that's that's where Job was at. Trouble and he couldn't find the answer. Not right then, but the Bible said, "All things work together for good to them that love the Lord." And uh, if if trouble coming in our life helps us to to grow and be a stronger, have a stronger faith in Jesus, then it's helped us. It's been good for us, and uh, uh, everything everything that God allows to happen has a purpose, and and. Whether we know it or not it'll be a help to us. Anybody got a comment the Almighty don't pervert judgment and just because just because something bad happens to you don't mean that's he's passed judgment on you for something. you remember in the I think it's in Matthew and I probably got it wrote down here oh. Uh, the disciples asked Jesus, said, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither one. This was for the glory of God. And things happen in our lives sometimes that we ain't getting punished for sin, but it's happening for the glory of God. Sometimes, And I've heard of this over and over and over again with people that I know right here in this church. That they've been sick, had cancer, or some different things wrong with them, and been in the hospital, and God used them to be a witness to somebody in the hospital that they never would have met otherwise. Same way, I believe, same way with Lazarus when he was begging at the rich man's gate. God was using him through his his weakness and his poverty he was using him to get a hold of the rich man he would have never met him otherwise so God God uses all those things to reach out to people that stand in need of salvation and if if Jesus could suffer the way he did and there's nobody ever suffered like that I don't believe if Jesus could suffer like He did for us, then what little what little problems that we have are insignificant? They might not be in our life, but one of these days it's going to be over and we're going home and there won't be no more trouble. Job's Job's probably up there shouting right now. I don't know but I know I know one thing I I've said several times I believe when the angels start taking me home I believe I'll be shouting down in my soul whether it comes out of here or not This this thing here might be plumb gone you don't know what's going to happen to you But the diseases and things that rack the our bodies and tear us up and kill us whatever can't touch my soul and uh, and that's that's what getting saved for that's what it's all about because this this is just a temporary side of life this is a short side we need to be ready The Bible said, Be ye therefore ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. So we need to be ready, and we need we need to do all that in our power by the by the leadership of the Holy Spirit to try to get our people in while we got time. Time's running out. I used to be young just a couple of days ago. Seemed like. It's went it's it's went by in a hurry and still is. So we need we need to do what we can while we got time to do it. When God allows it, do everything we can to get our people in. Because we're running out of time. If I now listen to this verse right here, how many? I, I wouldn't have said this for nothing. Even if I'd have thought it, I wouldn't have said it. If thy children have sinned against him, and he have cast them away for their transgression. Now his his children had all died, got killed, and this guy's saying, well, they, they had they had to sin more or less. And uh do you remember when David sinned? Now this God can do things to us for our sins. He he'll he get their belt out on us once in a while. And uh my dad did and I didn't like it. But now he just he didn't do it near as much as I, as I needed, but uh I got by with a lot. But now my brother was a different story. He couldn't get away with nothing. But anyway, Daddy Daddy'd put get the belt out once in a while. And and I never got one I didn't need. And it I think it done me a lot of good. And uh, there's a lot of people might disagree with that. And uh, but now I've had a few whoopings from God, maybe more than a few. And they've done me a lot of good. And uh, But I would never if, if if I thought even if I thought this, what this man's saying I would never say that to somebody. It's not my place to judge anyway. Bible told me to judge not, lest I be judged. For he that judgeth is guilty of the same things. So, uh, now, I want, I, want to, I want to clarify something. We as a church, we, we're Gods give us a commission to keep the church as clean as we can. And we've got an obligation for that. But it's not like this this guy's saying, "Well, you must have done you must have done something." And uh, I can't I can't say, "Bill, you must have done something. We're going to exclude you this business meeting." That don't work you You go on what you know, and you do it out of love. If you don't do it right, uh, you're in trouble if If we exclude somebody out from our church and, and just because we don't like them, we've sinned. so if if somebody's sinned and they don't and they're not going to repent, they're not going to straighten their life up then we have an obligation to withdraw fellowship from them. The Bible tells us to. And uh, so we've got an obligation to do that. But that's stuff we know about, not stuff we're dreaming up or think we know. Or if somebody else tells us, we need to check it out maybe. But just to do like this fellow's doing, go, go accuse somebody and, and uh, on supposition. If thou wouldest seek unto God betimes, in a hurry in other words, and make thy supplication to the Almighty, if thou were pure and upright, surely now he would awake for thee and make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous. And in, in there's a couple places in the Bible where it talks about it, him awaken, but there's one place in there that said that he that keepeth Israel never never slumbers or sleeps. So but there's times there's times maybe that I gotta humble my heart in order to get in a place where I do get his attention. Did you ever, did you ever try to pray and didn't pray? Every one of us done that. Get get on your knees or or wherever, lay in the bed or wherever you're at and and try to pray and can't get a hold of nothing to pray with. So we got to go back to that scripture I quoted to begin with in Jeremiah if you go down the next two verses it said you will find me if you seek me with your whole heart and we use that talking about sinners sometimes but that that includes me I don't I don't get a hold of the Lord unless I seek him with my whole heart I got to have my heart in it if if I'm going to teach Sunday school or you're going to sing or preach or testify, whatever it is you do, you've got to have your whole heart in it for it to be done right. If I'm going to pray, I've got to have my whole heart in it. And I don't get there all the time. I hope you do. And and if you do, pray for me. Right, and leave, leave the judging up to God and, and he will take care of it if, if they, something needs took care of in due time now I'll, I'll throw this in God is merciful just like Blaine was talking he, the Bible said his mercies endureth forever he's, he's got all kinds of mercy if, if, if it wasn't for God's mercy there wouldn't none of us be here this morning And uh, because we're we're all, uh, if we're not right now, we have been guilty as we could be of something and uh, in the sight of God. And I'm talking about since we've been saved. We've all been guilty at some time or other. But God, through His wisdom and His mercy, has allowed us to continue and And forgive us when we need forgiven, and uh, God, and God's God's got mercy beyond our understanding. It's beyond me. If somebody done some of the things to me that I've done to God, I'd probably be trying to fight. And we need to look, we need sometimes kind of take a look at things. From God's perspective, if we can, I know we can't completely, but if we can, look look at look at us from His perspective, and compare how He's treated us with how we've treated Him, and how much how much do I owe Him? I we think most most of the time, and I'll use me for an example. Did you want to say something? What most of the time. When I pray, I'm saying, Lord, I need this, and I need this, and I need this, and I need the other. And and once in a while, I say, Lord, I thank you for being good to me. But uh, most of the time, I'm begging God for something. And very few times in all of that, do I say, Lord, here am I. Send me. You use me for whatever you want to. Once in a while, that comes out of here. If, if my heart's right. And, uh, of course, knowing me, I, there ain't much use he can get out of me. But, but he, can ha- he can have me for what it's worth. And uh, anybody else got anything? Though thy beginning was small, yet thy letter in shall greatly increase the guy didn't know how true that was. And we'll get into that one next week. The natural side of it anyway. But uh, no, regardless of what happens to us down here, what kind of shape we get in, our latter end shall greatly increase. We, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know we'll be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And we don't know what heaven's going to be like, but we know, we know it's going to be better than anything we've ever dreamed of. We've, we've not even imagined a little bit of what heaven's going to be like. But we've got a promise, if you're saved by the grace of God... You got a promise. You were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption and we're going home. And uh, we'll find out then. For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age and prepare thyself to, to the search of the fathers. Now, my job, now I can, I can look back I can look back at some of the people I've known in my life that lived for the Lord and I can draw strength from them. By the same token, I can look at some of you and draw strength from you because of the way you, way you conduct yourself. But my my main per, person that I would look to is Jesus. I... If I wanna if I wanna compare my life to somebody, it ought to be compared to Jesus and see how I measure up. I could I could look I could look at every one of if I followed you guys around all, all the time, I'd find some fault somewhere if I wanted to. And you would in me too. But I guarantee you follow Jesus around, you can follow Jesus around for eternity and you'll never find a fault because there ain't any. He lived here for 33 and a half years and never sinned. And the Bible said he was tempted with every transgression that that man's faced with. I don't understand all about that, but he's faced it all. And he overcome every one of them. So he he didn't sin. And uh, even when he when they nailed him on the cross, and he was in agony, he said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." So use Jesus for our example. For we are but of yesterday, and know nothing, because our days upon earth are a shadow. And we, there's a lot of things we don't know. I've, uh, I've been saved, I was 15 years old when I got saved, that's been a couple years ago. And I've been off and on, been reading this Bible, studying it somewhat ever since. I'm not in it all the time, but I've studied it, and and there's more in here that I don't know than I do. I I run across stuff just about every week in these Sunday school lessons that I have no idea what it's talking about. And sometimes God will give it to me, and sometimes He don't. But I guarantee you, if, if it ever comes to the place where I need it, it'll be there. I believe that. Shall not they teach thee and tell thee and utter words out of their hearts? Now, I've, I've, been, I've been in this church ever since I was just a little kid. And uh, and this church has taught me a bunch. There's I could I could name people and like I said a while ago, bunch of people that's already gone on that been more help to me than I could ever than than I could ever say. And still are. I heard Albert Smith preach one time on a tape. I wasn't I wasn't present at the service where he preached this, but I heard it on a tape. And I don't remember what he was preaching, but I I remember this comment. And the, and the church was just about shouting him down. Especially after he said this. He said, "Down here we work all week for a little bit of gold, and up there we'll walk on the stuff." And uh And that's, I don't know how long ago, I was just a teenager probably when I heard that. And that's been a blessing to me every time I think about it. And I could go on and on and tell you about things people said. Press Shackelford used to sit over on this side, over on Albert Street. And he'd get up and testify regularly about being on the rock. And I can, still, I can still remember that and I get a blessing out of it. So our, our people, they wasn't just a help while they was living here. They're still a help. Their works are following after them. That's what I want. I want When I'm gone, I want somebody to remember me that I belong to Jesus. We're running out of time. But they was they was putting him down, said, You sin. Next week we'll find we'll next week maybe we'll find out the rest of the story.